When I went to work for the Bureau of Land Management, the Endangered Species Act had just passed. We had the Clean Air and Clean Water Act during the decade of the 1970s. And certainly the Federal Land Planning and Management Act of uh, 1976 brought in other resources. So there was a change, in, a gradual change underway that it was not only to be used, but to be valued for other purposes. Uh, rare plants were a joke. Lizards were a joke. The tortoise was a joke. And when I first went to work, uh, I was the only woman who was a non-realty specialist, a non-personnel or clerical, and also among the wildlife biologists in the Bureau of Land Management. So every meeting I went to, I was the only woman. So it was a time of change, a big change, and it was on the part of the range conservationists in the office, I was a object of much fun. And they would bring in a rattlesnake that had its head cut off and drop it at my feet and uh, say, look at this. And they, of course, expected me to scream and, and say something. And I would ask them where they had found it and ask them why it was necessary to kill it. They finally ceased to uh, pull that kind of joke, or what he, they perceived to be a joke. But there was a change in attitude, because before we ended the 1970s and developed the California Desert Plan, the desert tortoise was on the map. And so was the fringe-toed lizard and the flat-tailed horn lizard, the dune beetles, the Inyo brown tohi, and many other species, because my job was to look after all of the vertebrates, and that was certainly my training as uh, a wildlife biologist and ecologist. I'm Christine Berry. I am a principal investigator, which is uh, a research scientist in the fields of ecology and wildlife biology with the U.S. Geological Survey. My family moved to the Mojave Desert at China Lake, what was then the Naval Ordnance Test Station, when I was four years old. And our home, our first home, was on the desert edge, and so we uh, played outdoors. We didn't have television, and we were supposed to study, do our homework, practice our music, and then we were to be outdoors. So we were out playing all the time, and uh, I was largely chasing after lizards. I was a real lizard uh, lover at that time in my life. Now, I'd grown up having tortoises. My father uh, rescued a tortoise from the bulldozers when I was a small child, and 
we had uh, tortoises in captivity in our yard, and I always felt that they needed to be free. I think it's important to talk about the desert tortoise and what's happening with the desert tortoise because it is a flagship species. It is an indicator species. And from early on, uh, the Bureau of Land Management called it a sensitive species. It can tell us much about the health and condition of the environment, particularly the Mojave and the Sonoran Desert, and what's happening out there. The tortoise can be a spokesperson or spokes animal, so to speak, for the desert. There are some actions we can take that are relatively simple for all of us, like management of trash. We also can better consider how to protect the boundaries of our settlements and cities and towns with the wild lands nearby so that our natural resources are better protected from our human activities. We can think more about uh, where to place renewable energy, the solar and the wind, so that it will be less harmful to the migratory birds and to the many desert animals. There's a lot of land out there that's been previously disturbed and would be appropriate rather than uh, starting with undisturbed desert land. And it would, uh, if such areas were developed, it would have less impact in terms of fragmentation and fragmenting connecting corridors. So those are some of the actions that could be taken.